Hi, I'm Dr. Greg Goins from the Reimagined Schools podcast, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to right now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. All right, listeners, welcome back to Get Inspired and Innovate. We're going to kind of build off something we talked about, uh, about in one of our uh, past episodes, uh, some of the forgotten Google Apps. We're going to fo- focus on blogging. So today's episode title is going to be Opening Up Creativity with Blogging. So, Stephanie, how are you guys using blogging up there uh, in Ohio? Um, a lot of my English teachers are using blogs. And so the way that they're using it, because we have fifth and sixth graders, is they're not really using Blogger, but they're using Google Sites. So the kids will create different pages in their Google Sites to blog. Um, I tried to blog and I don't really enjoy writing. And so I'm more of the vlog, so the video blogs where I can talk and do a video explanation of something, but I, I have a really hard time describing it in writing. I don't know why, I just am not good at writing. So Lance, how are you guys blogging? Well, I have to say, Stephanie, this is one place we have found a common ground finally. It has taken us a year, but I think you and I finally found common ground. I'm not a very good writer either, uh, so I don't express my well, uh, self well writing. So I'm like you. I'm more of let's make a video, let's talk about it, let's send that out there. But as you were talking about, a lot of my history teachers are, are making blogs right now. So they'll post a question on a blog and be like, you know, um, write a scene or make up how you think the war of 1812 started and what happened. And he'll assign characters to each people then, and they'll come into the blog and they will talk about, you know, like they're having conversations with each other about what was going on during that time. So they're using blog blogger that way. Uh, then of course our English teachers, uh, they're using blogger every day to, to log things and keep things up with. I think it's really just a great way for students to be able to come together and communicate you've got that kind of like discussion board thing going on there uh, another thing is too uh, blogger is a part of the uh, google certified educator level two test uh, so I, i'll be honest with you when i got to that part of the test i wasn't very familiar with it but i worked my way through it so stephanie have you done much training on blogger i have not i when it first when i think i first took the level two exam i was like oh blogger blogger is a part of google same thing with YouTube. Like, I was like, what? <laughs> um, so after that test, I kind of looked into it a little bit more. But I think my teachers just prefer Google Sites because the kids can use their student portfolios and their blog right into one space rather than kind of having two separate. I think you can embed. I'm sure you can. But for fifth graders, sometimes that's difficult. But I really should start looking more into it to see what we can do with it. So I'm hoping today's guest can really help me with that piece of integrating different blogs and different ideas into the classroom. So we have Miss Robin Larrabee with us today. She is a 12th grade uh, ELA teacher. She's teaching literature right now, media studies for a Cambridge course, and she is the yearbook advisor uh, at her school. She is in South Florida, but she grew up in New York City, so she probably uh, has got a little showmanship about her growing up there. Uh, she's a Google certified trainer, and she has her own blog, Not Your Mama's Classroom. So I'm so excited to hear about Blogger today and how she's using it, and I love the title of your blog. So welcome, welcome to the show, Robin. Hi, Lance. Hi, Stephanie. How are you guys doing? I'm making it right now. I'm, I'm just going to go with making it. Stephanie, yourself? 
I'm good. You I'm, good? Uh, ready to go out in public. <laughs> tell us about, so, so tell us about your, tell, tell us about how you're using Blogger in your classroom. I'm using Blogger in the classroom mainly for my media studies kids because the, one of the components for the Cambridge exam in order for them to get their college credit is they have to maintain a blog throughout the year that documents their entire process of taking this Cambridge course. So it, it was mandated. So we had to do it. And it's funny because you both said that you were never bloggers before. And I had attempted blogging because I would hear about all these fabulous blogs and I would see some fabulous blogs. And then I sat down once a couple of years ago and I'm like, well, I can't blog because I just couldn't, like you said, express myself correctly. And I'm an English teacher. So that's a little embarrassing. Um, however, since the kids have started doing their blogs and maintaining their process throughout the year, I figured, why not? I'll give it a shot. And I think I finally found my niche with the Not Your Mama's Classroom because that's kind of my desire right now. That's my drive right now is just bringing the classroom into the 21st century and beyond, which could be an entirely other podcast. So I won't get into that one too much. Um, but that's how it all really started and got inspired for me. I love how you're modeling blogging with students because I think that's huge. If we're not doing that also, it can be really, really difficult for us to encourage kids to do it. Where if the kids see you doing it, they're like, oh, my teacher's doing it. So yeah, I can do this too. No problem. And then another thing that I really enjoyed um, from another educator was Matt Miller. Um, he gave really good advice. And he said, blog is, you have to kind of force yourself to do it. And so he just suggests like every Sunday you sit down and you write for 10 minutes, whatever you can, get it out on paper, get it down. And you have to create that, <clears throat> you have to create that habit and allow yourself to that time to express yourself. <clears throat> and so I have a blog where I do a quick sentence and then I provide resources in a video and it's every Sunday that I force myself to do it and some Sundays I'm like I have no ideas like I don't even know what to put <laughs> down or where this is gonna go and then other days I'm like oh I can do this you know it's super easy I've got five different ideas and I only need to come up with one for today and so I think having that discipline to actually sit down in that time built in to focus on blogging or whatever you're doing really does help. And I love that you're modeling it. And you know, the modeling part is really key because when we first started this blog process for my media kids for the Cambridge, um, I told them that we were gonna use Blogger, uh, number one, because I'm a Google trainer, and number two, because it's easy to navigate for them. And I had the kids coming up to me and they're like, um, Ms. Larrabee, how do we like change the format and move our pictures around? I'm like, oh, well, you just do that. And they're looking at me, I'm like, okay, fine. I'm gonna go in there and I'm gonna figure it out for myself so that I can now show my kids. So that, that definitely helped in the modeling aspect. All right, so so Robin, one thing that that I loved on your blog post as I was reading through that on your not your mama's classroom is it sounded a lot like what I would have said, but you said it in a much more of an elegant way. Yeah. It says, uh, "I am a nobody, but I'd like to think that I can make a difference in people's lives," and I kind of think that that's a way that we can all reflect on if if we'll take that selfless mentality. You know, who am I? 
you know, well, I'm just some, I'm someone who has had past experiences uh, that right. can, can bestow knowledge upon others from my past, you know, a lot of times failures uh, and some successes. Uh, so I really like how you've got that mentality of, you know, I, I'm really a nobody, but if you'll let me help you, I, I can give you the knowledge that I've got and help you become a somebody. Yes. And isn't absolutely. that how we felt at, during that Google Innovator Academy? Because I did. Oh my, oh my gosh, yes. Why, why was I there? That was, that yeah. was what I kept I saying. Imposter syndrome. Yes. Yeah. And it, it, I do truly feel that way. Like I'm not really anybody special. Um, I happen to have a knack for this kind of thing. So I just throw myself out there in school and with the teachers and with the students, I'm like, if you need help, let me know. And sometimes it's like a tsunami. And like right now people are constantly, I don't want to say attacking because that gives it such a negative connotation, but people are always asking for help and help and help and help. And I really enjoy doing it, but you know, five years from now, is anybody going to say, well, who helped you set up that Google classroom? I'd be like, Oh, you know what? I don't remember. So the being the nobody part is, is fine. That, that works for me. You know, and I always, I've told my boss for years, I said, you know, let me be the man behind the curtain. I said, you can, you can be that show, you can be that show person and go out there and talk and, and do all this and that. I said, and I'll help you do it and I'll help you polish it. I said, but that's, that's what you're good at. This is kind of what I'm good at, just staying behind the scenes and, and doing my work here. So people have asked me about this remote learning. Well, how, how's it working for you? And I'm like, I love this. I said, I can, I can stay in my hole and nobody bothers me and I can get my work done. Uh, and, you know, I can take calls and help teachers. It's great. And they're like, you don't miss the social interaction? I'm like, no, that's not, that's not my strong suit. <laughs> I do. I really, and I know it's probably a going against things that I seem to stand for. I miss being in there with those kids. You said when we first started that, you know, being from New York City, I must have a little bit of showmanship. I do. I mean, when I am in that room, I am like, you, you can't find me because I'm all over the place. I'm helping the kids, interacting with them. We've got a lot of banter going on. We joke around. We have fun. And I miss the fun part of it all. Um, I'm not saying I hate what we're doing now. I'm adjusting, and that's fine. But I really, I like being there with them. I'm the same way. I need I could, people. You need people. <laughs> I could, I could see being in your in your classroom, Robin, and, and just hearing Beowulf and seeing it acted out and just feel like I'm a part of it. Yay! And yes. I also see like an administrator walking in, and they're like, "Where's Robin at?" Because she's probably <laughs> that teacher that can't be found because she's always helping right somebody. Middle, right in yes. the middle of the kids. Yeah, right, yes. right there in the middle. On of her them. knees and trying to help. <laughs> we did a project this year with my media kids. I had them create a famous scene from a famous movie, but I gave them clay and pipe cleaners, um, construction paper, scissors, glue, and gummy bears and Sour Patch Kids. And they had to recreate a famous scene from a famous movie using all of these tactile you know, materials that they haven't had the experience of using in such a long time. And it's true. I mean, an administrator came in and said, what the heck is going on in here? Because there's clay everywhere and everything is everywhere. But, you know, yet at the end of the day, we still live in this society where it's so technological. But it was a nice juxtaposition, so to speak, between the tech and the not tech. Yeah. 
Uh, I would have been that kid. I was I was a terrible student, by the way. But I would have been that kid. I've been hyped up on sugar from eating all the Sour <laughs> yes. Patch Kids. So. And some of them were, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Uh, so, so Robin, I'd like to shift us in a little bit of a different direction for a second. Uh, you, you said you were teaching the Media Studies, which is a Cambridge course. So what shifts are you having to make right now? We've got some Cambridge courses that we've looked at doing, and we've got AP, IB uh, courses that we're doing uh, in our district. What shifts are you having to do with this remote learning? for your Cambridge classes? The hardest part is because we were up in the air for so long as to how they were going to be assessed. Uh, when we first were all kind of kicked out of school, Cambridge was still under the assumption that they were going to be able to be present and take the written exam and finish up everything, finish their, they have to do a movie intro, a two minute movie intro as part of their project. Um, so we were all kind of concerned, how are we going to be able to do this? And then finally Cambridge said, well, we're not. So the hardest transition for us in that respect is how are we assessing these kids? And when you don't know how you're assessing the kids, it's hard to get the buy-in from the kids. You know, if they weren't already invested in it, they're kind of, you get your stragglers who are like, well, why am I gonna put myself out there if it's not gonna count anymore? So trying to make them still feel like they are valuable to me and valuable to the other students in the class uh, has been a big challenge, but that's the only way I can keep them going. Gotcha. All right, Stephanie, any other questions or comments? I don't think so. You ready for the next segment? Sure, let's go for it. All right, so we're going to go on to our meme and quote. Robin, what quote or meme did you bring this week? Exit pursued by a bear. And my meme is um, the little boy. I should look this up after talking with Jesse because now he is like, I know all the meme names. <laughs> um, but it's like the kid sticking up his hand and it just says change is hard, but we got this. And yeah, change is hard. But I think we have to let go of some things to really latch on to some really good things like blogging. Lance? So I'm going right the opposite direction from you, which nobody should be surprised of. And mine says what it's like to be a remote learning teacher. And it's got a guy in there with his hand over his, over his face. looks like he's crying and it says, it's great. <laughs> so uh, I, I feel like that uh, we're getting there as I, as I keep saying, but uh, you know, 12 to 14 hour days that we're working during this time has, has been, been a little tough on us. But you just said you love working from home. I, I do. don't know why you put that name in there. Lance is a liar. Lance is a liar. All right. So, Robin, what's something that you've learned that can be innovative for tomorrow? I think, again, trying to get people back down to, like, themselves and the value that they hold is, is key in, in everything that we do, especially with these kids. And they don't know that because nobody's ever really held them to that. And not very many people in their short lives have told them that you are valuable and you have things to contribute that other people are going to need that you don't necessarily think are important. That's awesome. Um, so mine is rethinking annotations. So Matt Miller posts a blog and it was really good. And it talks about really rethinking the way that kids do close reading. And so actually having them mark up on a text using Google Docs. And so I just thought this was really cool. And maybe students could do this with blogging if they had like a peer to give feedback and that kind of stuff. So Lance, what about you? Uh, so I'm, I'm not for sure whether to give you credit for this, Stephanie, or to give this credit to Clay. 
Um, I, I guess I give you credit because you thought up the idea, and I, I give Craig, Clay credit because he puts up with you and, and makes what you asked him to. So, so Stephanie had asked Clay uh, after our EdTech Smackdown that we had, hey, we would like for people to get these slides, but as we want them to get them, not the full release of them in the very beginning because, you know, I'm kind of like a squirrel myself. And so there are people that was on there and I'd be going through every slide and not paying attention. Uh, so Stephanie said, it would be nice if we had a way to trickle these slides out to them. Uh, trickle, is that a, is that a, a good fine. English word? Yeah, there? Okay. Good. Okay. All right. I was asking Robin, not you, Stephanie. Yeah, I don't know. She's the English teacher. I taught math. You're right. <laughs> yeah, Me too. That works. That works. <laughs> okay. I didn't know if that was a Southern word or what, but uh, it'd be nice if we were able to slowly release this out to them for multiple reasons. So Clay said, well, I think I can do that. Which he keeps telling you that. So and one, I go, you can? And he's like, yeah. yeah, that's easy. And I was like, oh, then make it. And then like yeah. three hours later, he's like, it's done. <laughs> I know. I know. So, so one, you know, he's like Superman, but two, I don't know. You're kind of like kryptonite, I guess, whatever. Yeah. He just makes it. But anyway, so Clay has made, me. yeah, Clay, Clay has made an add on for us for Google slides so that you can slowly release your slides as you want to your participants out that's in your meeting. That's uh, so cool. you, yeah, you could use, you could use this with your students too, as if you're going yes. through your lessons and they were following along with you and you could say, all right, here we go. We're on slide one. Then on their Chromebooks, if they're following along with you, they could see slide one. But they couldn't see slide two, three, four. I could see using this in a multiple different ways. Maybe in a way, even, you know, here's your problem. Next slide's your answer. And you don't want your kids to see the answer to it. Well, they right. can't see it until you say, okay, it's, it's, it's good for you to be able to see that. So thank you, Clay, Clay for making that slides reveal. Um, I think, is it out now, Stephanie? It is out. He just it, tweeted about it today. So. Okay, so it, so it's out now, so you can add that to your Google Slides. Absolutely, I'm going to check it out. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for listening to Get Inspired and Innovate. Robin, how can people connect with you? Uh, I am on Twitter, at Robin Larrabee. Uh, they can also check out my blog, which is Not Your Mama's Classroom. And I'm also on Facebook under Robin Hurley Larrabee. So. And all of the links and everything are in our show notes. So if you are wanting to connect with Robin, feel free to check out on getinspiredandinnovate.com. All right, we look forward to talking to you guys next time.